know if you saw this, but here is a dog on a beach. This is like flying all over social media right now. A dog is on the beach playing ball with a sea lion. Cutest thing you ever see. Yeah, and it's the seal is uh, actually like in the wild. It's not one of these that's trained, that's at a zoo or anything like this. It's in the wild, but yet it's playing ball with this, looks like a Labrador. Yeah, the seal just comes up on shore, and then the dog goes... <laughs> And then the owner throws a ball out, and they start playing with the ball. And they play both for, of them. Yeah, they play for a while. So it's this guy. He's out there, you know, just a day at the beach. He's a surfer, and uh, somebody gets a video of it, and they are just having a ball. This is so cool. It's like a it's like a children's show or something it like this. It kind of is. You like, see this in a movie. <laughs> Spielberg yeah. will get the animation department out. Honestly, somebody should take this story, make it into a kid's book, then make it into a series, maybe possibly a movie. Like just do the whole thing. So Ninja's dog. Plays with flies in the house. Yes, it's the strangest thing. So if there's a fly or a mosquito or anything flying around in the house, he'll try and and like pounce on it. He'll sneak up on it, <laughs> and if he gets close enough, he'll actually eat it. Oh, oh, snack. Oh, and then you yeah. give him loveys. Like, mm. yes, good boy. Robin Liz. His morning crew. What's a unique way that you've seen somebody make some money? A little side hustle. It is Rob and Liz in the morning, his radio. Let me start. I'll start with Ryan. Ryan moved 20 years ago to New York City, wanted to make it big as an actor. In between acting gigs, he started walking dogs and thought, you know what? This is not bad. 20 years later, the guy makes $120,000 a year. Yeah, walking, walking dogs. dogs. Now, here's the thing. He says the average dog walker... 35 grand, you're doing great in New York City. That's a good thing. But he does so well that he earns a living off of this. Well, I think also he really invested in that side hustle and now it's his main hustle. I don't know if he's still trying to act or not. Not at all. This is his thing. This is all he does now. <laughs> yeah, this is it. And I'm surprised that he hasn't brought in other people to work for him so that he could have like a, a small business. I mean, it's, it's really just him, but he loves animals. He was able to turn that into his side hustle and make it work. You make it sounds easy. It's like, oh, go walk dogs, but you've got to make sure that these dogs don't get rambunctious, run off, bite somebody, bite each other. I mean, he does a great job at it and people love him. So that's why he's doing so well. Yeah. And he said, okay, the normal schedule for him is get up super early because he's got to go get the dogs, take them out to potty the first thing, you know, get them fed, that whole thing. Uh, then he takes a nap. And then he goes back out for the afternoon, goes back, gets the same dogs, and walks them again. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. He gets He's, a nap in the middle of the day. Yeah, 60 bucks an hour, I think he gets per dog. Ooh. Per dog. Ooh. That is just amazing. So that's the unique way that... He's been making some money. What about you? Who do you know? 800-447-7234. Rob and Liz. His morning crew. So I'll tell on Spencer, who's my middle son. Yeah. We were on a music boat cruise. I was working on it. I literally had a gig on it, so I was able to bring my friends. I'm not my friends, but my kids. And so <laughs> Spencer was shy at the time, but he bought a little ukulele and a big sombrero at one of the <laughs> porticals. Yeah. And so we dared him to go out by the elevator with a little can <laughs> and play. He was shy. He started to. People started putting money in it. Mm. 
Then we couldn't stop him. We had to go all over the boat with his ukulele, his hat, and he made like 20 bucks. No, not shy anymore, huh? No, not shy. <laughs> and now he leads worship, all because of that experience. You know, it probably did start right Which there. Which is crazy, yeah. Well, I think Scott's son did a lemonade stand. How long ago was that? Uh, it was probably a month or so ago, and he had been wanting to do it for a while. And so one Saturday morning, we just took a little table out at the end of the driveway and put a little umbrella up and we've got a uh, Facebook page for our neighborhood and I just threw it out there and said hey we're going to have lemonade and we had about you know a dozen people come by oh, he made, got about 20 bucks out of it made bank I mean a 10 year old yeah. making 20 bucks for a weekend right? not too shabby Ninja our producer wanted to buy a dog what kind of dog was it Ninja I wanted a dachshund puppy <laughs> And what'd you, do? what'd you do? So I asked my papa if he would hire me to clean the barber shop. And so I was the cleaning lady. I would sweep up the hair. I would clean behind the shampoo bottles. Wow. How Jeez. much you make? I started out with $5 an hour. Oh, that was good. Mm-hmm. Do you still have the dachshund? I never got the dachshund because I ended up spending it on, like, you know, toys and candy and candy. I was not a good saver. At least you had a goal. At least you had a goal. Susan's here at 800-447-7234. Hey, Susan. My son started a business when he was in middle school in the neighborhood. He would take the neighbor's trash cans on the night before the trash pickup. He would take the trash cans to the top of the road. And in the morning when the trash cans, trash man came, he would take the trash bins back to their, in the, in their yard. And he made $5 for every trash can that he moved. How many did he do? And he, he had about nine in the neighborhood, but for a middle schooler, that was good money. Yeah. He did it all the way up to his 11th grade. There had to have been something he was saving for. He bought shoes. Isn't that the way? Robin Liz. His morning crew. It took him about 20 years, but he built his dog walking business, which on average people make in New York City 35 grand a year. He makes 120, and that's how he supports himself now. Wow. I abandoned, just abandoned dogs. Yeah. He abandoned his full time gig, which was acting that wasn't going too well for him. <laughs> Poor thing. And he's like, now I walk dogs and I'm happy. He yeah. loves it. It's so great. So Megan is here at 800-447-7234. What about you, Megan? About two years ago, I just decided late one night to make a cleaning video, posted it on TikTok, and it went viral overnight. I think it got about close to 20 million views, and I got so many messages and followers that wanted me to clean their home. Now I clean homes for a living. That's cool. <laughs> two years later. What did you do in the video? I cleaned my bathroom. (laughs) And what was so unique? I honestly don't know. I think it was just a thing around that time, and everybody was posting them, and I had seen them, and I thought, I could do that. (laughs) And so I just... I just got up and cleaned my bathroom, and here we are. Rob and Liz. His morning crew. Now, I don't know if you know this, but in China, it's a practice to use a hydrogen balloon with a small basket on it, it's tethered, and then they bring it up on a pine tree to harvest pine nuts. I had no idea. I didn't either. It's It makes sense. I mean, you tether it, you anchor it down below, and so here are these two guys, and they're in this hydrogen balloon. It's not the same kind like you see at a balloon festival that has a <laughs> with a fire that goes up. That was this good. thing's closed. No, that was not good. <laughs> it was. It didn't even sound like <laughs> cappuccino machine or anything. <laughs> 
There anyway, you go. they didn't have one of those kind of balloons. This was like really closed up. And so, but there's still a basket and they're harvesting the thing. All of a sudden, the tether comes loose. <gasps> one guy gets out of the thing. And so he's able to climb down the tree. The other one's stuck and is floating off. Oh, no. Three hours goes by, four hours goes by, a day goes by. The guy's still stuck in the air. I mean, this thing kept kept the hydrogen in there pretty I good. Yes, it did. Another day goes by. It's literally two days. Finally, he was able to get some cell signal, and rescuers say said, "Okay, don't pop the balloon. It's going to fall down." So, I mean, he was that something he would have thought about? I probably would have thought, "Hey, if I punch a hole in this thing, this thing will come down." Yeah, it come down way too fast. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Oh my goodness! You'll get to heaven a lot quicker than what you thought. Yeah. So they were able to talk him through releasing the air slowly out of that. He probably had a very high voice at the time. And then, bad joke, and then he came down into a forest and was hanging in trees, so it took him a while to find him hanging, dangling from the trees because that's where the balloon came down. This poor guy. Yeah, he's okay. He he was hungry. That was oh, about sure. it. A couple of bruises because when it landed in the trees, it wasn't it wasn't too great yeah i don't think most most uh, hot air balloon landings are all that easy but i mean three days in one of these two things. two, two days, days in that puppy yeah i just i didn't realize that hot air balloons could stay in the air that long this is a hydrogen so right. it's different than the typical what you see at a balloon festival okay. it doesn't have the little fire thing right that you pump to bring it up. But I just still wouldn't have thought it would have been able to hold on to that long enough to keep him in the air for that long. Yeah. Robin Liz, his morning crew. It's one of those moments you knew exactly where you were when it happened 21 years ago yesterday. It's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio, talking about 9 11. Mm-hmm. And there's this one couple that is so intriguing. They lived about six blocks away, 24 floors up, and uh, they heard the first rumbling of the plane that came into the World Trade Center. Yeah. They they felt it. And so they woke up out of bed. They walked out to their terrace. And then when the second plane hit, the impact was so hard that it threw them. They're six blocks away on their terrace. It threw them back into their living room. Right. Knocked them unconscious. That was just nuts. And so when the buildings were coming down and the smoke is just the plume of stuff, I mean, they're only six blocks away. They're trying to find air pockets. They're like, we don't know if we're going to survive this. Mm-hmm. They weren't even in the building. They're just six blocks away. They get to Battery Park. They were evacuated. They turned out to be okay, but this shook them so much. Their faith to the core. And this is what they say. Um, the wife said, I look back and realize that all of our current endeavors and blessings flow from that awful day in 2011. And this was a day that God literally, for this one couple and many others, of course, rebuilt their lives. I mean, they they gave their lives to Jesus and they're living for him now and have been on the mission field. Yeah, they reevaluated everything in their lives. They said, not just our relationship with each other, with our family, you know, our jobs, but we reevaluated their relationship with Jesus. They had had a relationship, but it was just one of those sort of dialing it in kind of things. Superficial exactly. kind of thing. Go to church, go home, wasn't right. really that much. Right. And so the after effects of 9-11, they just said, you know, we dove uh, all in, um, not only strengthening our relationship with Jesus, but making sure that other people knew about Jesus and that relationship they could have as well. And now they run this organization that's touching lives across the globe. 
Which is amazing. Yeah. And I think if we're all kind of honest about it, that day in 2001 changed all of our lives and we reevaluated everything. And um, hopefully we still have a little bit of that inside. Rob and Liz. His morning crew. So David is a really smart kid. Ten years old, wants to buy an Xbox. What does he do? Put up a lemonade stand. Mm -hmm. Selling scones that his sister made. It's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio. Here's the thing. He's outside doing all this work. He's got to go potty. Mm-hmm. And so he runs inside to go potty, comes back out, and his whole lemonade stand is gone. Everything, the table, the scones, the lemonade, every, and the cash. Yeah, everything but the sign. Yeah, they left the sign, thanks. Yeah, so <laughs> they looked on their uh, ring camera type thing that they have, home surveillance, and they see this car pull up. And a guy literally open up the hatch and throw everything in the car and take off. The table, too. Like, what? Guy, what? I know. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. And so word got out that David, you know, had this uh, theft happen at his home. He's a 10-year-old kid just trying to save money for a game console. And so the neighbors found out about it and said, okay, we can do something about it. And I don't know if they got together or just people started showing up, but they replaced the cooler. They replaced the table. I don't know if they replaced the cash, but they helped him get back in business. And then some business found out what the kid was doing and decided, eh, let's give him an Xbox. Yeah. And so he still has his lemonade stand, and you know what he's saving for next? <laughs> Check this out. This is so great. <laughs> a car. He wants a car. He's <laughs> only 10. Yeah. <laughs> he starts saving now, he'll get it. Robin Liz. His morning crew. Here's this Jack Russell Terrier that this one lady takes for walks all the time. Actually, she has two dogs. 61 years old, she's out doing a walk when all of a sudden a black bear comes up on her. And the black bear was pretty aggressive, and it came after her, had a hold of her leg. The Jack Russell Terrier went straight to work, started barking like Jack Russell's do. Yeah. His other dog was with with him. I say his dog. It's her dog, brother, (laughs) whatever. And so they start barking and lure the bear away. They lure him away? Not only that, but this Jack Russell Terrier got all ninja on this bear and started doing some moves on the bear to the point that the bear ran. Oh, my. A little bitty Jack Russell? A little tiny dog oh did my. that and saved its owner's life. That's pretty incredible. I know I uh, hear, I've never owned a Jack Russell, that they are extremely intelligent, but I didn't know you know that they knew ninja moves. Right I know, like right? Huh. I wonder how they lured him away at Pot of Honey. Robin Liz, his morning crew. He wants to be a, an entrepreneur. He wanted to try to make some money. So what he did, and he did kind of go about it the wrong way, but uh, he started out okay. He ordered because he wanted to go into the pizza delivery business. So he went on and ordered some pizza boxes. He even got a logo for his business. So he ordered the pizza boxes that had his logo on it. But then here's where he made a misstep. He went into Walmart. Bought some DiGiorno pizza, frozen pizzas, took them home, cooked them up, and then delivered them on DoorDash. I mean, he set up a business on DoorDash. And I don't know how you set up a business on DoorDash without the necessary credentials. Um, But anyway, he was able to do this somehow. And he has a five-star rating. On DoorDash. Oh, he's got good pizza. (laughs) Good frozen pizza. Yeah. Um, And so he set up his whole company and made some money. But here's the problem. Like, you can't just take somebody else's product, package it as your own, and then 
sell it. And then also you can't really prepare it at your house without bringing food inspection into it. Okay. So he had a so, good idea. It just went yeah. off left How'd they field. find out? I mean. Well, I think someone possibly ordered the pizza and then was like, this tastes like frozen pizza from Walmart. For real. <laughs> I guess that's how it came out. <laughs> Why does this taste like DiGiorno? You know? <laughs> Robin Liz. His morning crew. So the uh, winner of the U.S. Open, Carlos Alcaraz, 19 years old, won yesterday. But earlier in the week, as they were still having some of those playoff games, there were two guys that were there to watch the U.S. Open that got kicked out because they were doing something that you just don't do at the U.S. Open or a Major League Baseball game or an NFL game. They were cutting each other's hair just right there in the stands Why at the is U.S. That? Open. Okay, well, I think that's odd. Mm-hmm. And I think they were just doing it to get attention. They thought, hey, you know, we'll get a little bit of, you know, camera time. Yeah. I didn't think that that would get you kicked out. I guess my thing is you're standing up. One guy was buzz cutting the other guy's hair. So he had the clippers. Can you bring clippers in? Probably not. Probably not allowed to bring the clippers in. Well, they got through security. I know. that. I don't know how that happened. But also, you're standing up and you're blocking the view from someone else. And you're also a distraction. Because if you start cutting someone's hair at a game like this, people have paid hundreds of dollars for their seats. Especially at the U.S. Open. So they did it while the match was going on? The match was going on. I can see that, please, you know, save the haircutting for in between. Right. And, And they may have come up to them and said, hey, guys, you know, knock that off. And then maybe they didn't. I, I don't know that they would have been kicked out as soon as they saw them doing the buzz cut. But I don't know. Security issues could could on, have happened. On the same sense, I wouldn't appreciated it being the person behind them with hair flying all over the place. If there were just a little bit of a breeze, that hair is everywhere. So now yeah. you got hair in your mouth, hair in your hot dog. I mean, come on. Yeah, you got hair in your soda. <laughs> I mean, Robin Liz, his morning crew. I don't know if you've ever found anything after you moved in somewhere like, oh, this is a little different. Here's this one family moved into a home. They couldn't remove the mirror off the bathroom. They're like, we just can't get the mirror off the wall. And then they went, wait a minute, there seems to be a little extra space behind this wall. So they went in behind the the bathroom took off the sheetrock, and they discovered that there was some shelving that was there and a camera on a two-way mirror oh that is scary yeah now i'm gonna check everywhere i move in right i know (laughs) turns out that the the guy liked to party that had the house before and then their neighbor said hey if you think that's something one guy came up to us one day and said hey what happened to the twenty thousand dollars that was in the hole in their backyard in the in the in the backyard of these people who bought that home oh so TikTok said, listen, don't post anything about your house anymore. Yeah, yeah, because people are going to show up and right? start digging up your backyard. That's so wild. Scott, who does our news, what did you find in your bedroom after you guys moved in? It was like, what, a closet, right? Yeah, we, you know, it's a Cape Cod house, and so uh, you have those little access doors that you can get to the insulation or the plumbing and whatnot. We found some toys in there, but the craziest thing was we opened up the closet and up on the shelf was uh, a retainer toys Somebody had, you know the previous owner had left their retainers there toys and a retainer <laughs> oh how like, wild is that i don't want to play with this anymore i'm putting it here yeah ninja our producer said she found something in her attic what was that 
So, on the top of the stairs, going up to the attic in the corner, there is a chest. And it looks like an old treasure chest, like something you'd see in a pirate movie. <gasps> and the, the previous owners left it. They cleared everything out of the house except for that chest. And so I was like, am I going to open this and <laughs> something's going to come out of it or something? But What's in it? It's actually, there's like two parts to it. I haven't opened the second part because I'm a little too scared. But the top part is like old school papers, like artwork and little crayon Aww. coloring pages. They left those. Yeah. Oh, to get those to the original owners. But yeah. how in the world are you not opening the second part of it? Yeah. I, you, what are you scared would. of? I don't know, like a like a, a board game that's going to like suck me in. You think no- Jumanji <laughs> is in your attic? That's how it happened in the movie. Oh.